So what are we told? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qulu. All of you say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, Qulu. All of you should say that Amanna Billah. We believe in Allah. So say that Amanna Billah. Because Allah is telling us, Qulu. Amanna Billah. We believe in Allah. Wama unzila ilayna. And we believe in what was revealed on us. Meaning to our Prophet. And what is that? What was revealed on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The Quran. And وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمِ We also believe in what was given to Prophet Ibrahim a.s. Ismail. We also believe in what was revealed on Prophet Ismail a.s. Ishaq. Also what was revealed on Prophet Ishaq. وَيَعْقُوبِ And also what was revealed on Prophet Yaqub. What does it mean basically? We believe in all the revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent. We don't pick and choose. What did the previous nations do? They just took what they liked and they left what they didn't like. They didn't like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa so they rejected the Qur'an just because he was from a different people. But that's not what matters. What matters is that if it is from Allah, then I believe in it. Asbat, And we also believe in what the asbat were given. What was revealed upon the asbat. What is this word asbat? Asbat is the plural of the word sibt, seen baqa. And the word sibt actually means grandson. Okay? What does it mean? Grandson. And it also refers to a branch, branch of a tree, meaning what comes out of a tree. Okay? So asbat refers to the children, grandchildren of one man. Just as you have a tree, you have so many different branches, but they all come from where? From one source, from one root, from one trunk. So people who share the same family tree. Have you ever tried to make a family tree? Huh? What happens? Eventually you go back up to who? To one, you know, grandparent or whoever. A grandparent or great-grandparent, your ancestor. So asbat refers to, asbat refers to, I want you to make note of this because this word will come many times in the Quran. The children of Yaqub alayhi salam. And in particular, the word is used to refer to the prophets from among the Bani Israel. The prophets from among the Bani Israel. So, asbat are awlad Yaqub, children of Yaqub alayhi salam. And specifically, it refers to the prophets among them. Because what is mentioned here is that what the asbat were given. Meaning what the prophets from among the children of Yaqub alayhi salam were given. Book that Allah revealed on them. وَمَا أُوتِيَ مُوسَى And we also believe in what Musa was given. What was Musa given? Which book? The Torah. Which miracles? Many miracles. Isa. We also believe in what was revealed upon Isa What was given to Prophet Isa وَمَا أُوتِيَ النَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ And we believe in whatever was given to the prophets from their Lord. And Nabiyun is a plural of Nabi. We believe in all revelation. This is the main thing. Did you write this down? We believe in Allah and we believe in everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. Whether it is the Torah, 
or the Injil or the Quran or some other books whose name we don't even know of, if Allah sent it, we believe in it. Because we surrender to Allah. So if we surrender to Allah, it means we believe in everything that Allah has given. لا نفرق بين أحد منهم We do not differentiate between any of them. نفرق from فراقاف okay? And what does it mean by نفرق? That we say that, oh, I just believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because he's our prophet. And I don't believe in Musa alayhi This would be نفرق No, we believe in all of the prophets, all of the revelation. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ And we are to him, meaning to Allah, Muslimun, ones who surrender. Because at the end of the day, what matters is not what group or what tribe or what nation a prophet is from. What matters is that Allah, my Lord, revealed something. And if he revealed it, they believe in it. So what do we learn from this? That a Muslim is the one who believes in Allah and believes in everything that Allah has revealed. Allah says, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا So if they believe. Who? The people. If the people believe, بِمِثْلِ In the same thing as مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ That you believe in. If they believe in the same thing that you believe in. They believe in the same manner that you believe in. And what is it that you believe in? All of the revelation. So if they believe in the same way, Then they are rightly guided. What did they say? How will you be ihtadaw? How will you be rightly guided? They said, you got to be Jewish. You're not Jewish? Too bad, you're not guided. Or they said, you got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't believe, you're not rightly guided. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? No. You have to believe in Allah and whatever Allah sent down, whether it is the Injil or the Quran or any other book. So if they believe in that, then they're rightly guided. What does this mean? That if a person does not believe in the Quran, is he upon guidance? No, he's not. Because he's rejecting something that Allah sent down. He's rejecting Allah's guidance. وَإِن تَوَلَّوْا And if they turn away, فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقٍ Then they are in shiqaq. And shiq is basically when something cracks, when something breaks. And when something cracks, what happens? Or breaks, it's divided. It was one before, now it's two. Right? There's division. So this is why shiqaq means opposition. If someone was with you on the same team, then what happened? They said, we don't really agree with you, so goodbye. And then they formed their own group. Does it happen? Somebody who used to hang out with you, one day, over something small, over something petty, they decided that they weren't going to hang out with you anymore. And then they went and made some other friends. And now, it's like there's some kind of opposition, rivalry. This is shiqaq. So, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us over here is that don't expect complete support. There will be opposition from people. And did that happen with Prophet ﷺ? Yes. People with whom he made a pact. When he came to Medina, he treaty with them. But what happened? They turned against him. فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقٍ And they tried to harm him. They tried to harm the Muslims over and over. And now you're afraid that somebody who was supposed to be with you is now against you. Right? When you realize that you have an enemy, are you afraid? You're afraid. 
What does Allah say? فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهِ Don't worry. Allah will suffice you against them. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمْ Is it a big word? Is it a big word? Yes, it's a big word and it's a very powerful word. If you look at this, fa means, so, sa, sa means in the future, very soon, alright? Yakfika. Yakfi is from the root letters kafaya, kifaya. Kifaya, to suffice someone, to be enough for them. Ka, you, meaning Allah will suffice, will be enough for you, home against them. They've all turned against you, don't worry. Allah is enough for you against them. He will protect you from their plot, from their harm. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And He is the hearing, the knowing. So don't be afraid. Now the thing is that, as a Muslim, think about the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Being a Muslim was not easy. Being a Muslim meant that your own family might turn against you. And if they turned against you, then what would happen? You're on your own. Your life, your honor, your family, your property, everything is in danger. Anybody could come and harm you. So the least that you needed in that society was your family's support. Alright? Now being a Muslim at that time was basically taking a huge risk. It meant that you might lose everything. And that happened with some people. Musab ibn Umayr radiallahu anhu, who was he? Do you know who he was? He was a cool kid of Makkah. Really. Always well-dressed. Spoiled child. Mom's favorite. And so well-off, so much so that whenever he would walk in a road, and you know people came and they're like, what's that smell? What's that beautiful smell? That must be Musab. It's a unique, strong fragrance. It can only be Musab. What happened when he became Muslim? What happened? He was kicked out of the house, basically. Kicked out of the house, basically. He was told that if you don't leave your Islam, you're no longer welcome here. And what did he have to save his life? To protect his faith. He basically had to leave Makkah. He immigrated. Finally, he came to Medina. When he came to Medina, he participated in the battle. And you know that when he passed away and the people were trying to bury him, his clothing was so short that if they tried to cover his feet, his head would become exposed. And if they tried to cover his head, his feet would become exposed. So they didn't even have enough cloth for him to cover his entire body. So they had to cover his face with that, with his cloth, and they put some grass on his feet. This is what he sacrificed. This is what happened to him when he surrendered to Allah. When he submitted to Rabbul Alameen, he had to give a huge price. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ Allah will be sufficient for you against them. Allah will protect you. Allah will reward you. We learn about some other companions. He was a local of Medina. He was also very well off. And he had, you know, all the big shots were his friends, alright, in Medina. What happened when he became Muslim? All these cool people, right, they turned against him, they left him. And he passed away in one of the battles, soon after one of the battles. And people felt very sad for him because he was in his 30s. He was still very young. 
And they hoped for him that he would become a big leader, you know, he would become a big personality, very famous person. He died. And it was very sad for them. And what happened later at an occasion is that some stuff was brought to the Prophet ﷺ. And there was the Najashi, the king of Abyssinia, sent some gifts for the Prophet ﷺ. And in those gifts was also a silk cloth. And it was so beautiful, so attractive, that you know what the Sahaba were doing? That cloth is there, the Prophet ﷺ is, you know, he's holding it, and people are, you know, they can't help it. They're just coming and feeling it. You know, like, when something's very nice, you can't help but look at it, and you're like, you invade somebody's personal space even just to take a look at their phone. You're like staring into somebody's car because you're like so wowed by the car. So people couldn't help it, and they were coming and, you know, they were touching that silk cloth. And the Prophet ﷺ said that, you like it? You think it's good? The handkerchief of Saad radiallahu anhu in Jannah is far better than this. What he will get in Jannah as a handkerchief, as a tissue, as a Kleenex, will be far better than this. When you surrender to Allah, before you had people as your friends, now Allah is your friend. And if Allah is your friend, you're good. You'll be fine. Allah will protect you. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهِ and he is the hearing, he is the knowing. He hears what people say to you. And he knows how they treat you. Sometimes that happens. But people will just, you know, they'll mumble things to you. They're angry inside just because they see you. I remember once I was walking in a mall and this lady, I don't know what happened to her, but she said, this is Canada. And I'm like, I know that. Why is she telling me that? And then after a few steps, I'm like, Oh, now I get it. Right? Another time I'm walking with my little kids outside, and this guy started honking at me, and said, go back. I don't know, I don't know what he was saying. He was yelling at me. And I didn't get it. I'm like, I mean, it's my right to walk. You know, it's the white guy right there. So I get to walk here. Why is he honking at me? And then I'm like, oh, this is what he's telling me to do. Go back, as in go back to where you came from. Right? You hear these things. And you get afraid. You get afraid. You're afraid to even go to the grocery store sometimes. You're afraid to even let anybody know that you're Muslim. You sometimes want to hide your Muslim identity. You want to pronounce your name differently. Right? Not let people see your mom because she's wearing a hijab. And if people see your mom with that thing on her head, they're going to know who you are. You try to hide it sometimes. But don't. Be afraid of being a Muslim. Be confident of being a Muslim. When you're a Muslim, it means you have surrendered to Allah. When you've surrendered to Allah, it means Allah is your friend. And it means, فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ Allah. Allah will protect you from everything and everyone else. So trust on Him. Ibrahim salam. when people threw him in the fire, did they throw him in the fire? They did. What happened? Did the fire burn him? It did not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the fire, Kuni bardan wa salam. Be cool and be a place of safety for Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Ibrahim alayhi salam was basically protected by being thrown in the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him. He did not burn over there. So fasayakfikahum Allah. Remember these words, they're very powerful. Anytime you're afraid that, oh, I'm scared, what are people going to say? 
If they know I'm a Muslim, or if I tell them that I can't do this because I'm a Muslim, I can't do this because it's not allowed in my religion, or I have to do that because I have to do that as a Muslim. Don't be afraid. Be confident of who you are. Be unapologetically Muslim. You don't have to apologize to anybody for being a Muslim. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, صِبْغَةَ اللَّهُ صِبْغَةَ اللَّهُ The coloring of Allah. What does it mean by this? See this word sibra is from the root صَاد غَيْن And sibra is a color. There's two types of colors. One type of color is لون. Okay? لون is the natural color of something. The original color of something. What it is born with, what it has from the beginning. Like for example, there is an apple. There is a strawberry. A strawberry is supposed to be red. It's supposed to be red. An apple, red or yellow or whatever type of apple it is, it's going to have that color. Right? You as a person, you have a certain color. You have a certain shade of your skin. Right? So this is laun. Sidra is actually a color that is put on something. It's not born with it. It's a very conscious act. It's a conscious choice to take on a certain color. Like for example, there is a piece of cloth, all right, and you dye it. So it was white before, you dipped it in red, So what's going to happen to that cloth now? Is it going to stay white? It's going to turn red. You're wearing your nice white t-shirt and you have strawberries like a kid or cherries or berries or something like that. And what happens? A few drops fall on your shirt. You're like, oh, no problem. Just like everything else, I'll throw it in the wash and it will come back out perfectly clean. It doesn't come out perfectly clean. The strawberry stains are still there. That is a sibra. You understand what sibra is now? It's a color that is put on something. Now the thing is that sibra, there's two things about sibra. Firstly, it's visible. Right? It's visible. You see it. It's not hidden. If there is a big red mark on your shirt from strawberry, it's visible. It's there. It's not going away. So it's visible. And secondly, it remains. It doesn't go away. You wash it ten times, it won't go away. You have to use the right detergent in order to get those stains off. Right? So, this is sibra. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Sibrat Allah. What does it mean by this? That, oh you Muslims, you should take on the sibra of Allah, the coloring of Allah. What does that mean? What's that color? That if you're a Muslim, you take on a certain color, like you start wearing green all the time? Or you start wearing black all the time? Or you start wearing white all the time? What's a religious color? What's an Islamic color? No, there is no Islamic color. Okay? There is no Islamic color. People have made these things up. Alright? Salawat Allah, this is not referring to a color such as green or white or black or purple or whatever you think. Salawat Allah is referring to the deen of Allah, the religion of Allah, Islam, which when a person immerses himself in, what will happen? That Islam will show. Just as when you dip the white cloth 
in red dye, the red color will show. So Islam will show. If a person is truly Muslim, then their Islam will not be hidden. It will become very visible. How will it become visible? How? For women, okay. It's very easy to say. They've got a hijab on. What about guys? They have a thobe? I mean, come on. Did the Prophet ﷺ wear thobes? Thobes did not exist at that time. We think thobe is a religious garment. No, it's not. Shawar kameez? No, that's your Pakistani or Indian thing. If you're really a Muslim, your Islam will show. In what? In your clothing? In your actions? In your language? In your manners? In your speech? In your choices? It will show. You know, many people say, you know, I'm a Muslim and I believe and it's all in my heart. It's all inside. So don't judge me. Don't judge me if I'm swearing. You know, I, I love God. Don't judge me if, you know, I'm going here or I'm eating that. Don't judge me because all my faith is here. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Allah. If your faith is here, it's going to show on the outside. It cannot remain hidden. You know, recently somebody mentioned to me about how when they became Muslim, their family basically said that you're not welcome in the family house anymore, family home anymore. They were banned completely, cut off. Now this individual, they didn't really have a family anymore because they weren't welcome at home. They lived on their own. They got married. They had a child. And then what happened is that this individual's parents, they were willing to have their grandchild visit. Okay? They said, okay, you can't come, but your child can come. What happened now? This kid, it became very obvious in a couple of years that this kid was also a Muslim. They didn't think that this child was also going to grow up to be a Muslim. This kid, as he's three years old, four years old, he's saying, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. Right? It's coming out in his language. Then what happened? They said, your child is no longer welcome either. He's not allowed to come here. But what I noticed from this was that you know, if a child is growing up as a Muslim, you can't hide his Islam. Right? You can't hide their Islam. I mean, we all have our filters, right? In the sense that, you know, you see somebody doing something strange, you're like, okay, they're not a Muslim, that's why they're doing it. So, you know what? Deal with it. But what will a child do? My niece once, you know, she saw someone dressed in a different way. She's like, she was three years old, I think, at that time. She's like, why aren't you wearing a shirt? She said that. Right, the neighbor. So where's your shirt? Very seriously. Very seriously. And so the lady, she said to my niece's dad that, you know, your dog makes me think. Her questions make me think. So this is the thing. Children are pure, right? So whatever is inside comes outside. There's no filters. So, Sidrat Allah, religion of Allah, it will show. And so proudly show it. Doesn't mean show off, but be proud of what you are. Be proud of your name. Be proud of your identity. Be proud of your salah. The salah that you're praying at school. Be proud of your fasting in Ramadan. Be proud of your dietary choices. Sibhat Allah. And the second reason why religion is called Sibhat Allah is because it remains. And this is how a Muslim is supposed to be. You're not, what's that creature that changes color? 
Chameleon, exactly. They're not a chameleon. That if you go somewhere where everybody's red, you become red. And if you go somewhere where everybody's rainbow, so you become rainbow. No. You remain who you are. True to your faith. Loyal to your Lord. Sibrat Allah. Take on that color. We think being religious means that, you know, I gotta wear this thing or that thing. Well, sometimes clothing is part of your religious identity. But your religious identity is not just about the piece of cloth that's on your head. It's also about the words you say. It's also about your body language. Right? It's also about how you address other people. So if there's a person who's, yeah, who's got their hijab on maybe, and then they're criticizing, making fun of certain people, calling them dogs and whatnot, what is that? Really, just having this thing on our head does not give us the freedom to say what we want, to move as we want. Sometimes it's the exact opposite way. It's not about what you wear. It's about how you say things, what you do, where you go, who you hang out with. So, صِبْغَةَ Allah, Take on the color of Allah. Allah says that وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ صِبْغَةً And who is better than Allah in صِبْغَةً Whose color is better? No one else's. Whose religion is better? No one else's. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ عَابِدُونَ And we are to Him worshippers. Meaning we worship only Allah. عَابِدُونَ is the plural of عَابِد. Who is عَابِد? A worshipper. Then Allah says قُلْ أَتُحَاجُّونَنَا فِي اللَّهِ Now the Jews and the Christians, they oppose the Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, tell them, that do you argue with us? To Hajjuna from Hajjinji, Muhajja is argument. Fillahi about Allah, you have a problem with our faith? Why do you have a problem with our faith? We believe in Allah. And who is Allah? Wahua Rabbuna, He's our Rabb. Warabbukum and your Rabb. He made us, He made you. He's our Lord, He's your Lord. And why do you have a problem with our faith anyway? Because Walana Amaluna, our actions are for us. We have to be accountable for what we do. وَلَكُمْ أَعْمَالُكُمْ And for you are your actions. أَعْمَالُ plural of amal. In other words, mind your own business, dude. I mean, let me do my thing, you do your thing. And this is how we should be confident that we don't have to apologize to anybody for who we are, for what we do. Because we have to answer Allah for what we do, and people have to answer Allah for their actions. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُخْلِصُونَ And we are sincere to Him. مُخْلِصُونَ is the plural of مُخْلِص. مُخْلِص خَالَمْ صَادْ Ikhlas, sincerity. We worship only Allah. We are sincere to Him. So why do you have a problem with us? أَمْ تَقُولُونَ Or do you say that in the Ibrahim, that indeed Ibrahim, وَإِسْمَعِيلِ وَإِسْحَاقِ وَيَعْقُوبِ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ all of these prophets, do you say that كَانُهُودًا أَوْ نَصَارًا Do you say that they were Jews or Christians? Because they would say that you have to be Jewish or Christian to be rightly guided. So we're told to tell them that, look, was Ibrahim salam Jewish? How could he be Jewish? He couldn't be because Judaism went much after him. Was he Christian? No. How could he be Christian? Christianity came much after him. They weren't Jews or Christians. Who were they? They were Muslim. قُلْ أَأَنْتُمْ أَعْلَمُ أَمِ اللَّهِ Say, who knows better? You know better or Allah knows better? Who knows better? Allah knows better. So we will do what Allah wants us to do. وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ And who is more unfair 
mimman katama shahadatan indahu min Allah than the person who conceals the shahada that he has from Allah katama kaf tamim kitman is to hide shahada what is shahada testimony of faith which is to believe that Allah is one to declare that Allah is one now you see the Jews and the Christians they had their books with them they had their scriptures with them and their scriptures mentioned the coming of the final messenger their scriptures preached worship of one god but what did they do they concealed it they concealed these portions right so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that such people are most unfair those who know the truth yet they hide it but when they hide it they should remember that wa mallahu bi ghafilin amma ta'malun allah is not unaware of what you do he knows exactly what you're doing the truth may be buried but it cannot be destroyed they tried to hide the truth but could it be finished no allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a final messenger another messenger revealing the truth and now the final verse of the juz the most important one here tilka ummatun qad khalat that was a nation that has now gone they're gone your ancestors are gone laha ma kasabat wa lakum ma kasabtum for them is what they do and for you is what you do wala tusaluna amma kanu ya'malun and you will not be asked about what they used to do tusaluna is from the root letters seen hamza lam sual is question so what is the lesson of this verse what are we going to be asked about who ibrahim alayhisalam was what was his faith what are you and i going to be asked about what did you do did you submit to allah the way ibrahim did or did you submit to the people around you or your desires so this is something we all need to think about so alhamdulillah with this we have completed our first juz alhamdulillah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put blessing in what you have learned and allow us all to benefit from the knowledge that we have acquired i want you to prepare something that you would like to share with your class and with me about what you heard it could be a reflection such as you could write a paragraph you could put it in the form of poetry in the form of a rap song whatever you like okay you could put it in the form of presentation you could make a bristol board choose any aya all right any aya you could choose subhanallah you could choose the verse about ibrahim alayhi salam submitting to allah any aya from this book and express yourself either write something make something draw something whatever you want but i'm looking forward to seeing something from you okay inshallah subhanakallahu wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik